0: Hey, y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast, encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love.
1: All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God
0: has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends.
1: That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Kind of with God, you understand. But in the middle of stuff, you just got to hang on and trust
0: him. We're not supposed to do for God. We're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. Mm-hmm.
1: God is able to bless you abundantly. If he can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, yes. so mm-hmm. more can he do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay.
0: God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios,
1: here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. We pray today that you are seeking Jesus and whatever you are doing, that you are committing your works to Jesus, knowing that he is the author and perfecter of our faith. And We just want to encourage you to draw near to Jesus so that you can learn from him, learn from his ways to then go out and broadcast his love no matter your position. So we're not pointing fingers at positions or job titles. We just want you to go to Jesus and then do what he has called you to do. Today we are talking with Megan Hensley. She is a bereavement coordinator and chaplain for Gentiva Hospice here in Pensacola, Florida. She's a competitive paddle boarder. Come on y'all, <laughs> come on. How cool is that? It's pretty cool, it's fun. <laughs> okay, I, I have it. never spoken to a competitive paddle boarder and maybe you haven't, or maybe you are, but here she is, Megan Hensley. Uh, but also you are a soon to be mama.
0: I am. I am 32 weeks pregnant today. No way. Yeah, I'm popping. It's happening. <laughs> I know. It's happening. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes.
1: <laughs> and you are the wife of Jared, who works at Upper Room Church, our church. Yes.
0: Oh, I love That's it. That's my
1: baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm about to have a baby with That's my baby. True.
0: Yes. <laughs> so congratulations on all the things. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. been a journey. It yeah. has, but um, but yeah, it's really sweet to sit and reflect on all these things that you're like, oh wow, like I've got a lot going and God God is blessing me. And yeah. even though this has been hard and we deal with hard things, it's still beautiful. You know, yes. the big picture is beautiful.
1: Yeah, and you're a bereavement coordinator and a chaplain for a hospice company here, yeah, Gentiva. That blows my mind because when I met you, I mean, we've how long have y'all been going to Upper Room?
0: Okay, we started going 2021 so okay. I guess two years now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I first
1: saw you, I'm like, her smile is infectious. Like that smile is from the Lord. Oh, that is so sweet. So I mean that's it. how
0: I felt about you. I like saw you and I was like, I need to know her.
1: <laughs> I you like- said that you're like, I want to meet you. And I'm like, I want to meet you. This is great. I'm so glad we're having this time. This yes. is great. Cause it always seems like at church, it's like here and there, like, we on to the next thing even in life it's like got to go to the grocery store got to do this next thing next thing next thing and you were just like pause let's
0: yeah. just like
1: get to know, know each wait, other don't leave i need to know you i need leave. to know you and so then i'm like okay you're like you're coming on before you have your baby because after <laughs> you have your baby you're <laughs> this is not a priority at all which is oh. great like that's awesome but um yeah i when I was thinking about this interview, I just really wanted the person who's listening to this to know like, that you do have this infectious smile. And it's like when you're worshiping, you have the smile. When I see you around, you have that smile. And that is from the Lord.
0: I'm sorry. Like, that, that's so sweet. That's from Jesus, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And my mom is like the smiliest person ever. So I think she smiled a lot at me growing up. And so uh, now I've just caught the bug of the smile. But um, I'm, I've learned through doing chaplaincy and through, um, yeah, just ministry it's like the smile and the joy is is so beautiful and also and also like we are whole people and so um learning to like hold both seasons has been a big part of my story and like so who am I if I can't honor my joy yeah and if I can't honor my grief and I can't honor my sorrow you know and so how holding both is who God made me to be and so mm-hmm. for me it's been I think a lot of people are like oh she's so smiley and I've got that a lot I remember in middle school I got bullied because they're like you just smile all the time and I remember being like <laughs> who gets bullied I for that? guess <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that it's like mean yeah. girls man I look good <laughs> what does that even mean I'm happy yeah <laughs> oh man but it's been it's been really good to see You know, God works in both.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking about the scripture. You know, there's this, uh, anytime I want to talk bad about something or someone, there's like this verse that pops in my mind that's like, judge and you will be judged. (laughs) But like when somebody judges you, it's actually a blessing because it's like, oh, she just smiles like all the time. Yeah. And they're like... (laughs) smiling all the time. I don't know. I just just think that's such a blessing to be called that. And it's true. It's from your heart. It's from who you are. And it was modeled to you by your mom. And I've heard on another podcast, Tracy Purdy's podcast, a friend of mine, in Pensacola. You should totally look it up. Ignite Impact Podcast. But she was saying that the Holy Spirit, how we've learned, how we have learned to hear from the Holy Spirit is a reflection of how our mother spoke to us mm. like that still small voice yeah and I don't know where she read that so don't credit me on it but when she said it it really resounded with me because I was mm. like oh yeah that's true I will say that in my own life that is true that's how I've heard the holy spirit is like through my mom's voice like yeah. in my heart in my my core my brain my ears
0: and um, that's beautiful. I think that it's it's yeah. tender. That's how I hear it. Like, I think when I think about the way my mother spoke to me and like when I think about a good, good, pure mother, yeah. it's like that tender love that gentle love and so like as I think about becoming a mother I've been making a list about things you know that I want to be and things that I want to give and like gifts Jared and I were just talking the other day like what are the gifts we want to give our baby and so and we don't know the gender so yeah um, I love that it's a surprise surprise (laughs) Um, but yeah I think to think about giving that like so the name we picked for our baby is Shiloh and boy or girl, it's going to be baby Shiloh oh, and the name. Yeah, I know. I love it. Um, the name Shiloh means peace or peaceful one. And so to think like that is, that is what we want to give is we want to give a place of peace to this baby and we yes. want to create that. And we want this person that we've made to be a person of peace. And, yeah. um, yeah. And that's so, so right.
1: Isn't it so beautiful? <laughs> it's beautiful, but it's so right. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. That's the right name for your baby. Like a mm-hmm. place of peace. Place like of don't peace. you want any, I mean, you're if you're a mom or if you're a parent of some sort, mm-hmm. like you want your children to have peace. Like I can't imagine yeah. if my children did not have peace, I would be like so sad. You know, I want to fix it for them
0: for or sure. pray for them. Especially but, like, in this age of yes. anxiety. I think there's so much like yes. and there's so many ways you can catch anxiety of looking at the world, looking at your phone, looking at relationships like you can just catch it and so to have that inner stillness and to exactly. have that inner like tenderness of the Lord yeah. and of the Holy Spirit and so good. I also love that, you know, in the Bible it's it's written as like that feminine pronoun for the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. again and again like like so sweet she is beautiful yeah yes. and she loves tenderly and yeah so i'm learning to do that and I oh, want to learn, learn to do that you're and- just going
1: to continue motherhood is going to be like boom lesson 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 like <laughs> it's like <laughs> lord you are with me today <laughs> yeah
0: oh i can't imagine <laughs> it's great though it's great it
1: um being a mom brought me so much closer to jesus hmm. it's just like now you listen to like kid worship music and it's like, that's for me too. Like veggie tales. I get you. Yeah. That Bible story's for me too. <laughs> that's for me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, yeah, I just pray for y'all and mm. what God is doing in y'all's lives and the leadership positions that he has given y'all in big positions, you know, a growing church, mm. um, a community that needs briefment counselors, you know, like y'all are yeah. stepping into those humble, not public positions to be a vessel for Jesus. And thank you for doing that.
0: For sure. Yeah. Well, I, it's been a learning journey and I'm, we're striving to be good and be good servants. And, yeah. Um, the best thing that I have leaned into throughout this process of learning to do hospice chaplaincy and then through growing with Jared at Upper Room, I think is um, we are evangelicals is like the word that you people a lot of people use for our church and our community and the act to evangelize I think people think it's like I'm bringing Jesus to this world and I don't agree I think Jesus is already here and I think that the point of us is to find it and honor it and like so when I think about like this morning, I went in with a patient who um, I didn't know her from anyone. And if I went in and said, I'm going to bring this woman, Jesus. And like, so it's her first time on hospice care. And I just don't think it would honor her story. Yeah. If, on the other hand, I went in and said, Jesus is here. Like Jesus yes. lives in her. How can I help her recognize that? And how can I help her see this beautiful divine that is already within her and that she has access to. Yeah. And how much more meaningful is that? And true is that for her? Yeah. And so then as a true evangelist, what can I do is I can come and sit at the feet of Jesus and I can be there with her and I can be like, I see Jesus in you because you are dying and yeah. yet you are smiling and tell me about that. And like, here you are and you are able to sit here and have a conversation with your son about what is true for you. And this is, that is divine. And that is so much better than something I could come in and read to you or pray with you because you already have Jesus.
1: Does working in hospice make you slow your own life down? Like that's a weird thing, but when you're (laughs) working with someone in hospice, everything is slow. It's so slow. I mean, people aren't getting up and sprinting to the bathroom. I don't know. Maybe they are. But yeah. anybody I've heard yeah. of who's on
0: hospice, the pace is slower. It's so slow. And I, I love I love working with death because of that. I yeah. think um, I'm an Enneagram 7. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Enthusiast. go next thing. Let's go next um, yeah. I love it. And there's nothing that has made me more present than working with death. Yeah. Like, sitting with people, having those conversations, it's like, this is it. Like, this is this is the only thing we know that is an absolute for everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, one for one, we're all going out. Yep. <laughs> we are in one way or another. And yeah. so, like, yeah. it's real, yet we avoid it. Like, our culture avoids it like the plague. Like, we don't talk about it yeah. until it's staring you in the face. And you're like, okay, so what what have I done and what do I still need to do? Amen. And yes. Sister, let's go. Yeah, Preach. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, there's this author, Ira Byrock, and he um, he came and spoke in Pensacola and he wrote this book and he said the three things that we need to assess and say when we get that terminal diagnosis is, um, please forgive me, I forgive you, I love you. Yeah. And so... Having that conversation with people every yes. day, it makes me, you know, reassess like, okay, who do I need to say those things to? Yeah. And it makes me live more genuinely. makes me, so I love working with hospice. Yeah. It is amazing. It's amazing. These people are amazing. Yeah. And it's not all old people, which is always surprising. You yeah. know, like we, it could be any of us. And yeah. so like, how am I making today count?
1: I mean mm-hmm. sister the one of the reasons why i started this podcast is christine kane said and one mm-hmm. you know christine kane yeah. she's amazing mm-hmm. just google it if you don't know what i'm talking who i'm talking about right now but yeah. she was saying that when i die and i go to heaven you know i want to hear well done my good and faithful servant
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's like how many people did you bring to jesus like or like what did you do for god and that in i mean in me i don't know what that does for anybody listening but for me it did. I'm not using my gifts and talents. To, wow. I, I'm not using my gifts and talents. Like this is a complete ministry. There's no money that gets put into broadcast is love. There's no money for guests to come on or anything like that. It's simply learning more about Jesus. You coming in, sharing your gifts and talents like, Hey, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bereavement coordinator and it's a really hard job, but God's shown me how to honor the person and our Lord through it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and just to encourage the other person listening to go out and use their position to broadcast God's love as well. And that what it does is it, it it makes you into new wine, you know, Mm -hmm. listening to testimonies, listening. And it's just, it's so good. It's so good. I don't know where I was going with that, but I just wanted to say it for the person listening of like, we have a lot of people on who share their different stories. And like Megan, Don't forget, you know, like, you're also a competitive paddleboarder. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you talk to people at the end of life, but you're also out there killing it on a paddleboard, you know,
0: (laughs) it's all about balance. (laughs) Yeah. And always, (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: my goodness. Like the path that God has you on to me is so good. It's so peaceful. Mm -hmm. And just like, before you came in, Mm -hmm. I was telling Megan for y'all who are listening, I uh, told Megan, I was praying before she came in, I get on my knees and pray before each podcast, most of them anyway. And I just ask God, Hey, God, what do you want to talk about today? And it was just like you on this like straight path. And it was just like, so right. And you were just on that path. And I, I mean, it's God's plan. It's his path for your life.
0: Yeah. And you're
1: so on it. And I don't even know (laughs) you that well, but I just know you are. And we just, you're welcome. But we have so much to learn from you. I just didn't know if there was anything that you could say just to glorify God
0: in, in that picture. I think for me, it is about being where I am on that path and not looking too far ahead. Because I think that that is the temptation, especially if the path is sure. So I am also getting my master's. So it feels like, you know, that's like a journey and I can see the end. And like, it feels like that way with pregnancy, like I can see the end. And so I would rather be at the end of that path. But right now it's learning and maybe, you know, acknowledging God, not the end of the path, but in the details of it. Yeah, You know, like that, that is honestly, where I see God the most is like when I look down and I see, okay, so there has to be a designer. Like if this path is here, there has to, somebody designed this for me. And so I have to acknowledge that I have to acknowledge the flowers. I have to acknowledge the smells and Mm -hmm. be here because if I'm too far forward on the path, I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy it. And that's not what it's about. I think. Yeah.
1: And not looking to the left or the right.
0: you know, just staying on the straight path that God has for you. Yeah. 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 I agree. A hundred percent. Is
1: there anything that you could say to encourage the person listening? Maybe they are thinking about an end goal and they're maybe a little obsessed with it. I don't know. (laughs) Is there anything that you could say to encourage them to draw near to God
0: and, and just like know that he's in it with you? One of the go-to chaplain questions I ask people is when you think about God, what comes up? Like, what is the image in your head that you see? And, um, it, I encourage, if you're listening, I think you should just close your eyes and think, okay, like God, and then what is the image? And then think about what does that mean for you is what you were taught about God? What, what does that mean about your theology? And who, you know, somebody, your community, your church has put in you that God is. And, um, when I think about it for myself, I think about, honestly, I just think about like a big sky with like beautiful colors, pink and purple. And, um, I think about being close to God for me is like being in creation and being outside, being on my board, being in the water and, um, just like being in those still quiet moments. And so I think that if we can find time to be close to God, whatever that looks like for you, because that won't look like what it looks like for me. Yeah. And um, honoring that, honoring that journey. And I think that if you are honoring God with where you are, with your decisions, then you're not in the wrong place. And so if that decision is, I am... 18, am I going to work at Publix or Burger King? It's like, okay, where would I honor God more in that place? And just do it, you know, and then don't second guess it. Just know like, okay, I know these people are going to be more fulfilling for my spirit. And so that is where I'm going to go. And then just trust that God is going to bless you for following and following his plan and his solid path for you.
1: Exactly. And he's with you through it. Like, yeah, we talk about it a lot on the podcast, but just like, there's no coincidences. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not random. It's just like, God literally has a plan for your life. Mm. Like he straight up has a plan for your life. Yeah. (laughs) And his plans for you are good. Like if you love him, like they're going to be good. And I just love that we serve a God that cares so much about our life that Mm. he's like, if you surrender all, Like, I want you to live life abundantly. Mm -hmm. I want you to die to yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And like, I'm calling you to an abundant life. Not, I mean, I wouldn't say not death, but I didn't mean it like in the physical sense. I meant (laughs) it in the, you know, chaos sense of life. You mentioned something about anxiety earlier and I was listening to a different podcast. It was, um, I don't remember which one it was, but it was saying that, the culture today is
0: normalizing anxiety it is right it is yeah what in the world is that i know it is and it's not normal but it's not normal it's not normal yeah <laughs> but when he said that i was like that's but, right
1: i think wh- like when i'm talking to people and they say oh i have anxiety i have stress i'm like oh yeah you know and the first thing that comes to my mind is like a lot of people do but like oh yeah we shouldn't think that no
0: we shouldn't no, no I, it is it's so interesting and I I don't know where it comes from but it's gotten worse for the some, enemy in our lifetime I know it's gotten way worse yeah like or maybe we just are able to give it more language but it is it's gotten way worse and um yeah I don't I don't know that hasn't been a huge struggle for me in my life until I got pregnant and, no way yeah and well yeah so, because of
1: the unknowns girl oh my gosh <laughs> the unknowns like, you're just like trusting god right, the entire time everyone's looking
0: at me I just can't. yeah <laughs> it's like so anxiety it's so different but um yeah it is it is and so is. I'm learning to trust and give control <laughs> and that is so hard But, um, and pray for your baby. Yeah. Just lay hands on that belly and pray.
1: (laughs) Lord, I don't know what is going on under the skin, but you do. And Lord, I trust you. Mm. I have faith in your perfect plan for my life. Thank you, Lord, for that wonderful baby that you put in my belly. Like just praying and praying and praying. Yeah. And, uh, my -hmm. father-in-law, he told me one time, it was like the sweetest thing. We had told our family way too soon that when we were pregnant, I think I peed on the stick and I was like, hey, everybody, let's get together. Aww. We're pregnant. It was probably... <laughs> we did that.
0: You we did? were like, oh, hey, guess what? I peed on the stick. <laughs> and we're pregnant. It's yeah.
1: Like, okay. That could have been wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, there just could have been so many. Yeah. Ditto. It's like people are going to know I'm smiling even bigger because I'm pregnant. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah. And he, I, I walked outside because I thought about it afterwards. So I'm like, oh, no, I probably should have waited like at least a couple more weeks, at least. And he met me outside and he was like, isn't that what faith is all about?
0: Mm, You can't see the baby, but you trust God. You have faith in God. Like you can't see a hundred percent. I love that. I also had this thought, because everybody was like, Oh, you're already telling your family. It's like, yes, because then if something goes wrong, here we are. I'm gonna, not yes. doing this by myself. Yes. Heck no. I'm gonna need my mom and I'm <laughs> gonna need my dad and exactly. I'm gonna need them to love me more, you know? Yes. So either way, they need to know.
1: Exactly. Yeah you did the right thing.
0: <laughs> I don't I think you did the right I thing too. I think
1: it's so yeah, I now that I think about it, I'm like, I guess it would be weird if you were like hiding secrets from your family. Like, oh I'm pregnant. I was like, why don't you just tell me?
0: Right. That would be, okay, okay, it's okay. Exciting. All right, mutual
1: understanding. Okay. Um, paddle boarding. I have got to ask you how you got into stand-up paddle boarding. Sure. It's the coolest thing ever.
0: Oh my goodness. So So, um, I grew up a military brat, so we moved all the time. And in high school, we lived in Savannah and that's where I did it for the first time and um, just thought it was fun. My family bought one. It was just recreational. Savannah, Georgia? Yes. Okay. Savannah, Georgia. Amazing. Mm -hmm. For sure. It was a great place to go to high school and, oh, I loved it. Um, so, yeah, we would do it like as a family. And then I went to college in Nashville and I needed a part-time gig. And so they just opened this paddle board shop in Nashville called Nashville Paddle Company. Yeah. And um, I lived there. <laughs> I was like, this is my favorite thing. I yeah. would skip classes and I yeah. would go paddle and yeah. I would teach it. And then they um, started doing this race league where people would come and like these racers would come from all over the area and get together and race on Thursday nights. And they just needed someone to work that night. And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I live here. So yes. Um, so I, uh, would be there and I would like run the timer and I would set up the courses and stuff. And then I started just learning the tips and the tricks. And, um, then our company, we hosted a little race and I was like, this is awesome. I love this. And so I just kept doing it, kept doing it. And then um, when I graduated um, college, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do know I want to paddleboard. And so I started racing more around like the southeast area started getting into some more professional races i know it
1: was like aren't you sponsored is that
0: a (laughs) thing yeah it is you are so so cool uh, thank you you are so cool Uh, i love it it's a blast (laughs) yeah so i picked up my first sponsor timber longboard company um they're out of st louis and they um so there's like the difference between sponsored and professional where they sponsored is, you know, they give you all the gear and they might pay for your races. And so that was my first sponsor. And so I raced for them for about a year and I raced all around, um, pretty much just the East coast. And then, uh, we moved here to Pensacola. Perfect place for paddle boarding. Yeah. It's a good one. And so I, I love it. Like it fills my cup a hundred percent and yes. I just, I'm obsessed with it. So then we moved here. Yeah, but you like to go and... fast on
1: it. You're not just like, Oh, let me get my fishing pole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I like
0: to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then I picked up, a few more sponsors once we moved here and then started getting a little bit more money out of it and um mainly I mean there's not a lot of money in paddleboarding, so mainly it's like you go to races and you can compete for big money but um yeah I love it I love it I love it I've been taking this is my break year because of the baby of so course. not racing this summer I raced about three races in the spring and my doctor was like, Okay, let's not do that anymore. So Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just doing it like recreationally, but um yeah i'm excited to Your get doctor. baby shiloh on the paddleboard and for sure going back at it yeah but um i love it um, i know you love it i will plug you in if you have any questions about paddleboarding what's up with yeah. megan <laughs> for yeah. instagram that is
1: so yeah. it's what's up like sup stand up paddleboard mm-hmm. what's up with megan what's up with megan yeah <laughs> makes complete sense <laughs> I just think it's so fun and what a way to use the gifts and talents God has given you being athletic, being competitive and using those gifts and talents for good. Like you're, I just think that's so great because, you know, we think you got to compete when you're in high school or middle school or something like
0: that. Right. Yeah. Let the party continue. Let it continue and let it grow. You know, there's like races, there's all sorts of races that you can do. Like do a 5k, do like whatever, show up and just do it you know and like the first race i did um i don't even think i placed but i was like this is so fun i love this people are showing up and you get to kind of exercise that competitive muscle that we all have you know know. like it's not it's awesome it doesn't die after you graduate high school like it lives on yeah yeah and use it for good
1: you know use it for good if you used to be a baseball player or a softball player (laughs) go join your softball league let me tell you jared (laughs) is on the softball League and he is super competitive. I know it's his favorite thing. He (laughs) was talking about it at church the other day, and I'm like, "Is this a church league? Like they're they've got uniforms." (laughs)
0: Yeah. He designed their hat last night. He was like, "Yeah, this this is it. This is good."
1: (laughs) I told Jared, I said, "What y'all need to do is go get some old Major League Baseball hats and put them in the dirt a little bit, so it looks like y'all all all used to play in the major leagues."
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so cool. And just
1: kind of put it on. Like you, you know, act like you would normally if you were on your major league baseball team that you retired mm. from. <laughs> and they will be so nervous. <laughs> they will be. Yeah. <laughs> but right. Our church is pretty athletic, I will tell you. Like we did a 5k and I think everybody finished it in under 35 minutes. It was unbelievable. I'm like, okay, well, we have the athletic church here in Pensacola. Okay. <laughs> Um, But anyway, all right. So stand up paddleboarding, definitely wanted to talk about that. If you ever did want to get connected with Megan, if it's paddleboarding is something that you love to do, or, you know, this is really unique that you do this and you do it competitively, uh, reach out to Megan. It's really interesting. It's really cool. And she
0: loves it. And there's a big community for it. And it's something that is so easy to get into. Like a lot of people get into it after you have like a knee surgery or something. Cause it's great rehab, just being okay. on the water. It's similar to doing the row machine okay. where it's better on your joints, you know, just water is so good for you. So swimming yes. is so good for you. And so paddling is also, and so, um, yeah, hit me up if you have any questions yes. or yeah, I want to get in it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, get outside get some vitamin d hang out with jesus Heck talk up. to jesus He's <laughs> so yeah. good um man god is so with us he's so in this conversation i've just seen in certain things that you've said i'm like that is god like he is so good just you talking about naming your baby shiloh which means peace it's just like god establishes our peace he provides our peace and he is with us i just want for whoever's listening i just wanted to remind you of that um as we're asking our last question that we always ask every guest, which is what Bible verse is encouraging you or helping you in the season. So do you mind sharing, Megan?
0: Sure. Yes. So my go-to Bible verse ever since, oh man, I guess college is um, Habakkuk five. And (laughs) I love it. Yes. I love the book of Habakkuk is my favorite. So it's like the prophet Habakkuk asking God, why are all these bad things happening? Why is our political climate the way it is? Why is the world the way it is? Um, Why God? And I, I love it because God gives an answer. And so that feels so rare in our life that God gives just a direct answer. And so this is the first words that the Lord answers Habakkuk. He says, look among the nations and see wonder and be astounded for I'm going to do a work in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. And to me that means so much just to think that we are not in control and God is in control. And to think, okay, if I just take a second and sit back and wonder at the cosmic mystery that god is giving us then then wow like that that is his delight in me that is my job is i get to just sit and wonder at what the work is that he's going to do in my days and i get to honor it why this verse though why this verse i just it's like my go-to is just i i love it um i don't know somebody told me in college they're like hey, you should read the book of Habakkuk. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And I went and read it and I was like, what is this mystery? I love this verse. And i like, wrote it on my mirror in college. And um, it's just really stuck with me because I go back to it and it's like, okay, Megan, just like stop. Stop trying to take control. Stop trying to um, jump ahead of the path. Like be here, just like, just sit and wonder and know, like, you still know that I'm going to do some something good and you don't have to be in control of it because I am amen
1: hallelujah mm. praise Jesus thank you Lord like um there's a my favorite one of my favorite scriptures in Habak. have it's Habakkuk I think it, I, I, I think just so. get so nervous <laughs> yeah. when I say that name oh uh, Hab- <laughs> Habakkuk um but chapter two verse two through three where it talks about write the vision on tablet Oh, um, yeah. what, so when you run by it, you read it and pretty much saying like, you won't forget, like God gave you this vision. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's setting. Cause like it, the end of the verse talks about like, surely it'll come, it will not delay. And to me, that's goal setting. Wow. So like, I mean, anytime I write goals, I'm always asking, Hey God, what do you want my goals to be? Mm-hmm. You know, we should always be asking God, what do you, I mean, I always, yeah. I've said on the podcast, like, Pray about the parking spot you're going in. God, is this the parking spot you want me to go in? You know, you just are praying continually, you know? So like that conversation, you're always tuned into Jesus talking with him. In Habakkuk, when he's saying, you know, God's like, write the vision, put it up on a tablet. So when you run by and you read it, you won't forget. Hmm. And I'm telling you, girl, I've been doing vision boards for like four (laughs) years from that scripture. I love that. Yes. My girlfriend from Floribama, you... um do one of the paddle boarding competitions out there, the Floribama one. Yes. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Amazing. But Jennifer Parnell and uh, her girlfriend, Jamie Robertson, told me about writing vision boards. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Well, I Google it, and I see a message from Steve Harvey. You know Steve Harvey? Yes. Everybody knows Steve Harvey. <laughs> of course. Oh, my goodness. And he has a million videos about Habakkuk. Wow. And how... He said, he told God from that scripture in chapter two, he was like, God, if you make me famous, I'll tell everyone you did it. And he straight up, I mean, everybody knows Steve Harvey. For sure. And he is praising his name. Like he is literally, but this, just thinking about Steve Harvey takes me to this scripture about this is the Lord's answer in Habakkuk when he's like questioning God. He's like, God, what is happening? (laughs) what is going on has anybody ever asked jesus that question what's
0: going on jesus (laughs) for sure (laughs) what are you doing what in the world yeah what in the world
1: (laughs) and the lord's answer is and maybe this is the answer for you today it says in verse five which megan just shared look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for i am going to do something in your days that you would not believe yeah Even if you were told, even if I, even if the Lord told you what he was going to do in your life,
0: you're not going to believe what he's going to do
1: in your life.
0: For sure. Amen. Don't even know. And that's the excitement of it, you know, is that it's going to be something that is of his path and it's something that is of him. And so, you know, it's going to be beautiful and, you know, it's going to be. Exciting and wild and yes, yeah, and And good and good. And it may be hard, like that whole
1: honoring the honoring the hard that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I really have. I'm gonna have to think about that whole concept more of like honoring the grief, but then honoring the joy because it's like you Mm -hmm. may hurt. Like there may be some places where you're like, this is difficult. It's just a reminder to me that I need God but like honoring that feeling.
0: I'm just going to have to like really pray about that because that's something I'm learning from talking to you today. For sure. Well, I think a lot of us in growing up, you know, in America, it's the pursuit of happiness is our, what we're taught. It's like, okay, you get to have this pursuit of happiness. And so I think that that is of the world, less of God, because I think it's more pursuit of wholeness. Like I am not in pursuit of just this, sense of shallow happy, you know, yes. I'm more in pursuit of like, okay, God, what have you brought me to? And how can I step into it? Even if it's hard, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, grief counseling is not easy and it's not happy. And also sitting with these people that are facing their final days is the most like fulfilling and meaningful work. And I just, I, I love it. And like, okay. And then paddle boarding, even like going yeah. up and then you're facing big waves then. Okay. Like that, that's hard and it's scary and it's also so fulfilling and, yes. you know, and so it's, <laughs> it's like, it's a balance. And if we run away from something that you think is going to make you sad, going to make you upset, then you are not honoring what God has brought you to. So step into it you know, step up, you can do it. Like be brave, be strong, because you are. And I think that that has been so huge for me to not honor the pursuit of happiness, but the pursuit of wholeness.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The um. And we're wrapping up, I promise. But James <laughs> chapter one, verses two, three, four, Talking about trials and temptations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let Mm. perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Mm. Like, does Jesus always have to mic drop at the end of this podcast? I think he just does. (laughs) I think he's like, you know what? I don't think the person listening was paying attention. So I'm just gonna like pop this bible verse in your brain right now for me to just finish the, the, the conversation
0: right. he's so good you guys lacking nothing in completeness like oh man what does that mean i want to be complete i want to be like a whole person not just yes. like the top of the mountain person <laughs> you know Amen. like i want to get in the valleys and i want to i want to experience it yeah give it give it all yeah
1: oh that's so good okay well, please continue the worship today and whatever you're doing, turn on the worship music. Um, I don't know. Is there a worship music? Like, is there a worship song that you really like right now?
0: Oh my goodness. There's a song I found this morning. I really? literally just shared it. I I was like, I literally made me cry. I was like, why is this so good? Yeah. Um, I, it's called Standing in Miracles. Girl,
1: Emily or Emmy Rose. Yeah. That's yes. what's up okay
0: well i'm gonna listen to that so continue the
1: worship today we'll put the link to listen to that song in the description of this podcast thank you so much megan for coming on yeah
0: thank you for having me this was so sweet and just to take a second to talk and reflect is always so great so
1: right yeah and just be like thank you god for what you've done in my life it's just that's what this is it's just a pause of
0: praise pause of praise
1: (laughs) i love it I love it. Okay, there was a scripture earlier that I was like, we have to pray this at the end because of mm. just the peace that you were talking about. So I'm just going to pray Romans 15:13 over you who's listening and over Megan and Lord, we just we know that you're here. We know that you're present. We love you, Lord, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.
0: Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon.
1: Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders, to transform communities.
0: God bless you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Erica with Glassy Day Studio where we believe every broken, discarded, and disrupted thing will be reclaimed, restored, and redeemed by the one who created and calms the waves. Glassy Day jewelry is shaped from recycled surfboard resin and each design is named after a woman in the Bible. And 10% of every purchase supports Foster Care Ministries. Check it out at glassydaystudio.com. And thanks for listening. And if this episode has drawn you closer to Christ, please share it with your friends and family or even one person that might find encouragement in the message and a deeper relationship with Christ. God bless and have a great week. This is amazing.